Hello and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your number one podcast about the teens, vampires, and those somewhere in between in Mystic Falls, Virginia. My name is Claire and I'm joined as always by my co-host Beth. And we're here to talk about the episode Brave New World. And it is a new world, especially for some of the characters in Mystic Falls. If you had the same kind of summer reading assignments as I did in high school, you might have expected from the title that this episode would be like a dystopian 1984-esque <laughs> romp. But no, it's just referring to some uh, changes that one of our beloved characters is going through. It's true, and we start checking in on that beloved character at the very beginning of the episode. So we mm-hmm. leave where the previous episode had left off with Caroline in the hospital. So she wakes up after her bed, which is great news because, as we recall in the previous episode, um, Catherine had come in and pretty much tried to suffocate Caroline to death after telling her, give my message to the Salvatore brothers, game on. Mm-hmm. And Beth, I know you felt a little bit silly that you didn't notice even when they did the previously on and did like a big waving red flag at Damon, give Caroline your blood. I know. I felt so stupid because I I forgot about the vampire rules, I guess. So mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for Caroline to become a vampire, but that is what happened. Yeah, she had Damon's blood in her system from when he healed her at Bonnie's request. And she is now transitioning, and she's feeling really weird. Uh, she walks out into the, the hall, because if you wake up in a hospital bed feeling really weird, you probably want some, like, medical attention. Yeah. And she starts asking questions to this nurse who's, like, a huge asshole to her. Yeah, the nurse was not having it at any point she in this was just conversation. Like, go back to bed. Go away. No, you can't have food. Go to sleep. Is that what happens at a real hospital outside of Mystic Falls? If you're hungry, they won't bring you food? I mean, only if you have some kind of restriction. They probably yeah. at least give you, like, crackers or something. Right? There's got to be some, like, saltines laying around somewhere. When I, personal anecdote from a few days ago, was in the hospital after surgery, mm-hmm. they gave me a fuckload of crackers. They gave me two things of saltines and two things of graham crackers. I couldn't even eat them all. Wow. You're living the life compared to Caroline. I know. (laughs) I had some good nurses. Yes. Yes, Listeners, don't worry. I am completely okay. But a few days ago, I'm going to give you TMI about my life. I had a breast reduction. Hooray! I was going to say I'm living large, but I'm not living large. (laughs) You live in medium? Yeah. (laughs) I'm living normal. So I am, instead of, you know, drinking wine today, I've just taken some narcotic painkillers and I'm feeling great. That is awesome. I'm drinking extra wine on Claire's behalf. Yes. So just like in every episode, I probably won't remember the name of every character. (laughs) Hopefully I will, but who knows? Uh, But yes, this is my commitment to you, the listeners, that I am here recording this episode now, still recovering. No, I'm completely fine. You're a trooper either way. (laughs) So yeah, Caroline's not having as good a time in the hospital as I was, um... She's just, like, really meekly, like, comes out to the nurse's station. She's like, where is everybody? And where's my mom? And the nurse is just so dismissive and just, like, could not give a shit. And she's like, visiting hours ended this afternoon and your mom left with your boyfriend. And Elena came. Like, how how does she know Elena came? I don't know. 
But Caroline just kind of wanders into another room, like, in a hypnotic trance, because she's, I guess, smelled a blood bag uh, hanging from an IV thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And even though she doesn't know she's becoming a vampire, there's some kind of primal thing telling her to go toward it. Yeah, definitely. And the nurse was just like, what are you doing in here? Get to bed. So Caroline heads back to her room. And is this when she treats herself to a juice box or is that later? Yes. So she managed to snatch the uh, blood Capri Sun off of the IV stand before the nurse accosted her and she snuck it in her gown back to the room and she very tentatively takes a sip and then like gags like crazy because it's blood Mm -hmm. and that's weird and she throws it on the ground and it starts like dripping out and causing all kinds of health hazards (laughs) but then she looks back down and she has a thirst so she goes to town on it and she is now officially a vampire oh my goodness I don't know if I was just in a delusion, but I wasn't, I didn't expect this to happen. Yeah, it was definitely surprising. Yeah. I feel bad, and apologies to the listeners if I inadvertently called Caroline Carolyn, but I'm watching the new season of Bojack Horseman, oh. and I'm just thinking of Princess Carolyn at all times. <laughs> I need to watch that. You do. It's so good. All right, so we get our title card moment then, and then we go to the latest event with the children. I'm not sure what time of year it is at this point. Uh, I felt like Founder's Day was kind of a winter event maybe, but I think it's like springtime now because they're Um, having a carnival at the school. I I was thinking it was fall. I guess it's possible. Yeah. It's very hard to tell how much time is passing on this show uh, because... Most shows, you know, a season will be, like, a year in the lives of these characters. But on this show, it was like, the first season, I think, only covered a few months. Yeah. And then it picked up immediately after that. Yeah. So, like, Stefan and Elena have still only known each other for, like, five months or something. Yeah, maybe. tops. Yeah. It's weird. I think it's fall, but I could be wrong. It's some time of year or other. <laughs> So we see our characters over at the school, and like Claire mentioned, they're preparing for the school carnival. Um, So Elena and Bonnie are there, and they're kind of performing some tasks in Caroline's absence, because Caroline was the chairman of the carnival. Sure. Um, Yeah, whatever the title is. She basically ran all of these events by herself in the day. So Elena and Bonnie are trying to like step in and... I, I guess get shit going on her behalf and they keep on saying we have to do Caroline proud <laughs> yeah exactly and one thing I thought was really weird in this scene is that uh, Bonnie and Elena are kind of they kind of bring up the Damon thing and mm-hmm. Bonnie just really casually says something about like oh how's Jeremy like after Damon killed him and like oh. considering Bonnie's feelings about vampires in particular uh, and Damon in particular She's, like, not that mad about it. She And it, it'll come back later in this episode that, like, she should be in a rage about that happening. Yeah, that's very Like, she should have killed both Stefan and Damon by now if she was going by her promises from the season finale. Yeah, I guess I didn't know her bringing it up. I, or I didn't notice her bringing it up in this conversation because she also brings up the fact that Catherine looks just like Elena. Right. Which, when did <clears> they... <throat> come in contact last episode oh at the lockwood's wake thing 
Oh, you're right. Okay, I got you now. Yeah. So yeah. Elena and Catherine haven't actually met yet, which is weird. Yeah. Like, they were in the same house together for a minute, but Catherine was zooming around being creepy. Uh, but yeah, Bonnie is being really casual about the whole Damon situation, and they make some cracks about how they don't know how Caroline managed to do all this stuff herself. And Elena says, well, she's clearly not human. Ha 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 ha. If only she knew. Yeah, right. Clever writing, guys. Oh my goodness. So while Elena and Bonnie are having their moment outside preparing for the carnival, um, Stefan and Jeremy are catching up inside school at the hallway, and they're pretty much kind of catching up on the past events. So we know that Damon had snapped Jeremy's neck, and Jeremy didn't die because he was wearing the magic gaudy-ass ring. Mm-hmm. So Stefan is pretty much like having a conversation about what Vervain is. And it, this was one of my favorite moments <laughs> of the episode because it was just so vague. He's like, yeah, you know, it's like some roots and herbs and other elements that kill vampires. And I'm just like, thanks for understanding what kills you, da- uh, Stefan. Yeah. And Jeremy's like, why does it work? And Stefan's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Exactly. And he, he, like, gives Jeremy a little vial of it. I don't really know why, because um, Jeremy still has his, like, leather cuff that Elena gave him. Oh. But maybe, like, if he needs to pass it along to his friends, except he doesn't have any, because they keep on getting murdered. Oh, true. The but. sad truth. <laughs> uh, Jeremy casually brings up, oh, so this can hurt vampires? Like a stake in the heart? And Stefan's just like, oh, yeah, but make sure it's made of wood. And then Jeremy says this hilarious thing like, ooh, you're pretty confident to be telling me all these things. Uh, you must not think I want to kill you. And I'm like, <laughs> Jeremy, if you tried to kill him, even knowing all the tricks, like he could snap your neck in two seconds. Like, so true. Jeremy is overestimating his powers, just like any other mediocre white man. Plus, he already knows that stick to the heart will work thanks to Bloody Becky in the lair. <laughs> Very true. Vamp Jar knows what's up. Yeah. So that was pretty stupid, as Jeremy usually is. Mm-hmm. So I think then Elena comes up and is, like, going to give Jeremy some carnival assignment about, like, goldfish. Yeah. And he's like, I know, Elena. I'm on it. And he walks away. He's on the goldfish toss, and they call her a slave driver as she's oh, walking yeah. up. That was harsh. It was. So now that Elena's there, Jeremy kind of slinks away as he normally does, and her and Stefan have a moment where they talk about how going to the carnival is going to be a normal high school experience for them, and that Elena just wants them to have a moment where they get on the Ferris wheel, and they get to the top, and Stefan kisses her. Yeah, and I'm like, has she been watching the OC like Ryan and Marissa's first kiss on the Ferris wheel at the Harbor School Carnival. She must have been. I feel like the OC was on while this show was taking place. Or was it earlier? It must have been It was earlier. earlier. It started my junior year of high school, which was in like 2003. Okay. So it was only four seasons, so it would have ended a couple years before The Vampire Diaries, I think. Oh, the OC was only four seasons? Yeah, because it got real bad real fast. It did. (laughs) R.I.P. The OC, I loved you. I'm going to rewatch it after I finish (laughs) rewatching Friday Night Lights. Nice. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, though. I have the first three seasons on DVD, though. 
I had all of them, but one time me and my sisters had our room really messy, and we just had DVDs everywhere, and I think my mom threw them all away. (laughs) Oh, no. But more power to her. She should have. Like, it was a mess, and all of them were scratched. Fun fact, uh, The O.C. Season 1 is the first TV show I bought on DVD. It was like a new thing, and I just remember sitting and watching it with my little sister Rose... And every time it would go to where there's normally a commercial break, we would get so excited and be like, no commercials! That's wow. how old I am. I love it. The first TV show that I got on DVD was Roswell. Oh, nice. And I I kind of still have that feeling even when watching this show right now, mm-hmm. like when it fades to black and then it comes back. Yeah. It's like, oh, no commercials. It's still like a slight happiness that yeah. I think that people outside of our generation will never ex- really experience. Yeah, it's not like the mir- miraculous novelty that it was back then. Because like true. even now, most people like will watch on Hulu where there's like 30 seconds of commercials or like they have it on their DVR and they can fast forward. Yeah. Yeah. New kids don't know what we had to go through to watch our TV. I know, like to watch seven our minutes of commercials to get to the next part. You couldn't binge watch? If Only if you, like, taped every episode on VHS. <sighs> I used to do that. <laughs> I think I still have some cassette or VHS tapes somewhere where I have episodes of, like, the real world road rules challenge. <laughs> uh... The anyway. first, sorry, oh, I'm just going down memory lane. Yes. It's not important. Let's continue with our I'm dying show. to know that, though. All right. Well, the first season of Real World I watched was the Real World Chicago. Mm. And I think that that might be, like, partially why I moved here, like, subconsciously. And here comes the siren, which I prefer not to think is a sign. Um, Come that be my baby season. tonight. <laughs> I remember the first time I was in Wicker Park and I walked by the real world house, Mm. which is now a cheetah gym. Or it used to be a cheetah gym and now it's like something else, but (laughs) I felt like it was a moment for me. Another fun fact, uh, David from the real world Chicago tried to become Rosa's roommate a couple (gasps) years ago. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. They had an ad for a roommate and he sent them this message like, I work with women's hair so I really know how to treat women I have this YouTube series and he has like the series where he does like raps about DIY like weird recipes like like uh, hair dubstep recipes? popcorn oh and uh oh what was the other one there was something about like I'm a ramen noodle gangsta anyway for some reason, she did not even, like, invite him for a walkthrough. I was going to ask, is he not her roommate right now? <laughs> I mean, it took a little sleuthing to figure out for sure that it was him, but it is definitely him. I was going to ask if he, like, mentioned in his no. email that he was on The Real World. We figured it out, though. I wonder at which point you get over, like, telling people that. Yeah. He was a memorable cast member, as I recall. Yeah, probably pretty quick, because... You don't want anyone's memory of you when you're, like, 22 to live on in perpetuity. Yeah. For sure. Anyway. <laughs> yes, the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yes. So, now that the conversation at school has ended, we hop over to um, the Lockwood Mansion, mm-hmm. where Damon and Carol, not Claire, mm-hmm. Lockwood, are having a good catch-up <laughs> session. So, pretty much... 
Carol tells Damon that she's acting as the interim mayor since Mayor Lockwood has died, which I have objections to because it seems like there should be some sort of like process built into the government that the wife of the mayor doesn't have to take over or the husband for that matter but the spouse shouldn't there have been like a deputy mayor already or exactly something? or like a lieutenant i feel mayor. like that was a thing on buffy that faith accidentally murdered the deputy mayor <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah no, it just passes to next of kin <laughs> all right I'm until the election oh yeah just until the election so she pretty much asks Damon to take over spearheading the Founders Council um, because she's just too busy being interim mayor. And, like, practically everybody else has died at this point. Like, the Gilberts died. Um, Jonathan Gilbert isn't dead, but he left town. Uh, mayor Lockwood is dead. And really the only other people on it were Logan Fell, who is long dead, and Sheriff yeah. uh, Forbes, who is busy. I'm so busy that she has once again deputized Damon to find the vampire who attacked Jonathan Gilbert. Because I guess they had to, like, let people know that he was viciously attacked by a vampire. Yeah. My other favorite thing about this series (laughs) is that she just assigns Damon, like, tasks through the police department. Hey, she saw him successfully stake a vampire, so... She just lets him do all that after her ill-fated deputizing of Logan fell that one time. Yeah, that's all the proof you need of competence. Remember when they sent Logan fell after the vampires and then he got killed and they were like, oh, fucking Logan fell. He's so useless. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? Like, I am not a Logan fell fan by any means, but like, you set the guy up to fail. Come on now. Yeah. You knew that he was a giant, ignorant douchebag that has no skills. It was great, though. It was. He deserved it. So, of course, Damon's like, oh, yeah, nothing's more important to me than catching the vampires. And at that moment, uh, Tyler and Uncle Mason have just come back to the house from a run, and Damon starts eavesdropping on them because Carol closes the door because Tyler doesn't know about any of the vampire shit. But it was also like a French door that wouldn't stop any sort of noise. (laughs) Yeah, and like Mason knows about it, but like rejected the whole family mission to kill vampires. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're having this conversation. Like they start with this broy thing, like, "Oh, you ran that last mile so slowly." It was like Grandma Lockwood. (laughs) LOL. But then it turns into Mason like asking intimate details about Tyler's rage issues, Mm -hmm. and he's like, "What is it like? Do you black out? Is there any pattern to it?" Like, what's the deal? And he even says, like, does it happen just at night or just during the full moon? I think he says once a month. (laughs) Oh, once a month. Okay. (laughs) But that's probably what he's referring to. Yeah. And then he he also asks him, like, doesn't your exercise, like, make you less aggressive? And that hit home for me because I've only recently started exercising within the past year, but it makes (laughs) me less aggressive and helps with my social anxiety. So it turns out that me and Tyler have something in common, which I never thought I would say. Although Tyler does say, dude, I play three varsity sports and I do these exercises this many times a week. Oh, Which just makes me think, like, what must he be like if he didn't do all that stuff? (laughs) He would just be, like, murdering everyone. Yeah. So there's, like, a little bit of information trickling through there, and Damon is intrigued. Yeah. And Tyler is just pretty much like, I lose I lose myself. Like, I become something else. I black out. And 
I thought that this was like the most information that we've gotten about Tyler pretty much so far in the series. Yeah. Which was good. And he's not wearing a shirt in this scene. And I just wrote, put on a shirt, Tyler. I normally make note of when people aren't wearing shirts because I normally enjoy it. But I think I ignored this because I find Tyler repulsive. He was, I don't know. I feel like it was just like egregious shirtlessness from a character that we don't care about that much at this point. I don't know. Yeah. He also, I always assume that he's tan, but he looked really pale. Not that there's anything wrong with that, because I'm like the pastiest person you'll ever see. <laughs> but it just surprised me. Yeah. Get some sun, Tyler. He can't, because he's a werewolf. <laughs> That's my prediction. Werewolves can't go in the sun. Well, they're covered in fur when they're outside. <laughs> or, or something. I don't know. Stop questioning me. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> I think then we go back to the hospital where Caroline is discovering some new fun facts about herself like she tries to put her hand in a sunbeam and it starts sizzling like bacon oh my gosh i was like what is she doing and then i was like she's a vampire beth get it together you know this (laughs) Uh, yeah so then matt comes strolling in like a douchebag okay i know we've been going on a lot of tangents in this episode yeah but as we discussed last episode matt is also cash from season three of friday night lights Mm -hmm. and i just watched all of his episodes and he was the worst yeah but almost not worse than matt donovan Ooh. yeah like he was an abusive gambler who ran out on his child and won't sit won't pay child support which i feel like is how matt grows up to be (laughs) see i barely remember that season of friday night lights like i watched all of that show but i have not rewatched it which is weird for me so I'll probably have to do that soon. You should. If you can get through season two, it's very yeah. rewarding. Um, but yeah, so Matt comes fucking strolling in and he's like, I know it's hard for you to control your neurotic control freak personality. I know it's cute, but I just had to see you. Like, it was totally nonsensical. Yeah, and all because she told him not to open the curtain. And oh, then he yeah, did, and right. she had to zoom into the shadowy part of the room. Yeah, because she was getting burnt. Yeah, and he's just like, you're crazy. And he, like, didn't, like, attribute it to, like, anything else besides the fact that he thinks that she's just a neurotic control freak. She's in the hospital. Like, maybe she's on some kind of medication that makes her sensitive to sunlight. Like, Jesus, Matt. I know. And the fact that he, like called her neurotic control freak and then like explained it away because she's cute he thinks it's cute so it's okay for him to say things like that yeah it was absolutely disgusting yeah i was not a fan of him and he get only gets worse in this episode very true um so at some point around this part damon uh goes up to stefan at the school and stefan's trying to talk to him about like, what he thinks uh, Catherine might do next. Like, has he heard from Catherine? And Dame is just like, oh, well, she came here to declare her eternal love for you, and that doesn't involve me, so I don't give a shit. And then he just transitions into, and this is a direct quote, I think the Lockwoods have a family secret. (laughs) So casual. And I was like, da-doy, they were both affected by the device. (laughs) But Stefan's like, oh, you're just trying to distract me from, like, the fact that you've gone crazy and tried to murder uh, murder Jeremy Gilbert yesterday or whenever it was. And Damon is just like, no, I'm going to find out what it is. Yeah, Damon with a hot take. And, I mean, he could just be acting like an idiot and trying to deflect, but also there is obviously something going on with that family. 
And uh, at some point around here, Mason starts snooping through uh, old or Mayor Lockwood's old office and like going through the drawers and stuff. And Tyler comes in and is like, dude, what are you doing? What are you looking for? And instead of trying to be like, oh, nothing, he's just like, wait, I'm a part of this family. I can say an old family artifact that like my dad gave my mom, but that your dad probably had. It's about the size of a hockey puck. It's called the Moonstone. <laughs> Have you seen it? And Tyler's like, no, I don't know where that is, but you could probably ask my mom about it. Yeah. I think I might have skipped ahead a little bit, but that's just like a little thing about the Lockwoods. No, yeah, it's all good because we were thinking about them, and that's like what Tyler and Uncle Mason are up to for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that what else happens is that we check back in with Caroline at the hospital, and she's trying to get ready and get dressed because Matt tells her that they're going to check her out tomorrow morning, but because she she can't go out into the sun she wants to get it done tonight yeah so she's like putting on her clothes and she puts on the necklace that elena gave her and it like just straight up burns her um her lesbian friend necklace <laughs> yes exactly that lesbian friend necklace so it burns her and she throws it over to the side of the room and the nurse that was giving her so much shit before picks it up and is kind of like hey you dropped this it's very pretty she's like yeah it's from my friend and then she just Gets her first face boner, I think, and mm-hmm. chokes out some things. Oh, yeah. Things. I think she had a face boner in private, like, briefly after taking a sip of the blood bag, and her fangs came out, and that's when the nurse came in. Yeah. But then she, like, slams the nurse against the wall, and she's like, you can't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone. And she accidentally compels her. So she's like, I won't tell anyone. I'll do what you say. And she's like, sweet booyah, and starts <laughs> drinking from her. And oh I'm my like, gosh. normally I would feel bad for this nurse, but she was not, she needed some lessons on bedside manners. So she didn't necessarily deserve to get viciously attacked by a vampire, but I'm not going to cry about it either. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. Like it could have been, it could have been worse. And spoiler alert, she doesn't die. So it's fine. Yeah. That's like the theme of this show. Like as long as somebody doesn't die for real, then it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then I think we go back to the carnival where things are starting to uh, begin. Starting to begin. Because <laughs> it's nighttime now and Bonnie is like, we totally pulled this off, girlfriend. Like, go us. Yay. And uh, there's some like random carny guy doing something and Elena goes up to him and it's like, oh, hey, can you help us? And he, like, locks in on Bonnie immediately and is like, oh, you're so gorgeous. What do you need? I'm like, this guy is cute, but, like, poor Bonnie. Like, the only guys who ever hit on her are townies and carnies. Yeah, it's very true. I was like, girl, you could do better than the guy who is, like, at the cotton candy stand at the carnival. But Connor knows about karaoke speakers, so he's got to help out about it. Oh, I thought his name was Carter. Oh, it could have been Carter. It was something with a C. Yeah. Co- Connor Carter sounds Contour. Con- let's call him Contour. Contour. <laughs> Contour, the carny. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's enjoying the attention at least. Mm-hmm. Which is fair, because he is cute. But I have to assume he's like an adult. Yeah, although so he knows? looks like the same age. Yeah. But, but that's I think probably that because 16-year-olds don't work at the carnival. 
Cat Graham probably just looks older than a high school student because she is. Yeah, fair. Uh, so yeah, that's happening at the carnival. Uh, also at the carnival is Jeremy, who is being Jeremy, and he, like, Damon comes up to him, and they have a tense conversation about something, and Jeremy's like, "You can't talk to me like that. I'll tell everybody that you're a vampire." Oh my god, what a fucking fool! Because Damon just like grabs him by the neck. And, like, starts choking him out, and he's like, you can tell everybody, but just remember how easy it is for me to destroy you and take off your ring. Yeah, and he, like, holds out his ring, which he has slipped off of his finger, and tells him, like, he's going to shove him up his ass. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Which I thought, I think is what uh, Mike said as his, who should have done it on his guest episode, Damon and his, and the ring. Oh, I forgot about that. Somebody in a ring. Yep. But anyway, he then just straight up throws the ring at Jeremy's face and it like hits him right above the eye and I laughed really hard. It was so good. Uh, Jeremy is just such a fool. He's an idiot. Oh my God. Like, you think nobody can take off your ring? You just learned last episode that it doesn't protect against non-supernatural events and rings fall off. And like, he knows you have it. So he wants to kill you. He'll get around that. And also, he could you, like do you a lot of harm and cause you a lot of pain without killing you. And like maybe you're cool with that, like whatever you enjoy, Jeremy. But you're an idiot. Very true. So now that Jeremy is done getting his for the moment, uh, we pop back over to the hospital where Caroline has kind of fixed up the nurse. She put a huge piece of gauze across her neck, which oh, was Vicky definitely a callback to Vicky's gauze that didn't go away. And this is my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> yes. So Caroline has compelled the nurse not to tell what happened. And she's like, now, what if someone asks you what happened? And she... What does she say? She says, my husband likes to get kinky. <laughs> she says it so matter-of-factly. It's really funny, albeit sad. Yeah. It's like, because there are so many different times that vampires have compelled people, like, reasons why they have a gaping neck wound. Mm-hmm. It's like, an animal attacked me. I fell. Like, whatever. But <laughs> Caroline's solution is, my husband likes to get kinky. Yeah. And it's so perfect. It is. So Caroline's pretty much explaining that she has to leave the hospital because she has to go check in on the carnival because Elena doesn't understand what fabulous means. It, yeah, and fair enough. Like, Elena has her strengths, but a flair for the dramatic and, like, stylishness is not one of them. Agreed. So then we hop over from the hospital back to the carnival where there is a ravishing arm wrestling contest going on. <laughs> So yeah, Tyler is trying to beat the people. Yeah, and he's beating them. Mm-hmm. And the Salvatore brothers are like creepily spying in the background. And Damon's like, look, he's unnaturally strong. And Stefan's like, he plays three varsity sports. I was like, oh, wow, you know how many sports he plays too? Like somebody's got a crush. <laughs> but uh, then Uncle Mason hops in and is like, I can beat you, nephew. And it's like, well, yeah, you can. You're a grown man, and he's a child. Like, I should hope that you can beat him. Oh, so men. Yeah. So he defeats his nephew, and Tyler's like, oh, well, you're the champion now. I guess you get next game. Yeah, so then Damon is like, Stefan wants to arm wrestle. (laughs) And it's just like, 
when your like friend volunteers you for something and yeah. it's like I didn't want to do that fuck you mm-hmm. but Stefan obediently goes over and does the arm wrestling thing with Uncle Mason and lets him win and Damon's like oh man you didn't even try but then Stefan's like actually I did try so he now realizes Damon's onto something because while Stefan could have beat him uh, he Mason has more strength than a human yeah so Damon's kind of like thinking about what they could be since they're not human and they're not vampire and Stefan pops in and he's kind of like maybe they're ninja turtles oh good one Stefan lol that sense of humor comes out in the oddest of times but Damon is not having it yeah he is you know gonna get to the bottom of this so he comes up with like a super weird plan a contour is walking by (laughs) and he's pretty much like hey contour you see that guy over there and then he starts compelling him he's like you will pick a fight with him and he's gonna come at you and you're not going to back down Mm -hmm. so this was weird to me because like I didn't understand exactly where Damon was going with this I guess he just wanted to kind of see Tyler's strength and the dynamic between Tyler and Mason But it was also such a bummer for Contour. Yeah. It's like, there are a lot easier ways that you could, like, test this. Yeah. And also, like, why does it really matter, like, how strong he is? It's not going to tell you what he is. Very true. But it was all just an excuse to have this dramatic scene later. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, unfortunately, Bonnie's not going to get laid this episode because her love interest has been compelled into some other plotline. But another of my favorite parts of the episode then happens before we can figure out how that goes. Uh, Caroline arrives at the school, and as you noted, she's now that she's a vampire, she's wearing heavy, dark eyeliner. That's how you know. And she has on a scarf, but it's a black scarf. Ooh. So she's like dark Caroline now. And she appears at the end of hallway uh, that's empty except for her and Damon. And she just starts going on and on to Damon like I remember everything how you abused me and you manipulated me and you used me and you bit me and all this stuff and he's like that's impossible there's no way that you could remember that stuff unless you're a vampire and she's just like yeah and she shoves him to the ground and says you suck yeah and and she tells him that Catherine has the message oh, right. that game on yes I guess that was the whole point of the scene but no, the heavy eyeliner was the whole point of the scene. Let's I was mostly excited to see her shove him to the ground with her new vampire strength. That too. It's good to see that, I don't know, I think that like we deal with a lot of like women attacks in this series, but mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of women kind of like come back and take their own agency. And this yeah. is another example of that, which is good. And it's so nice that Caroline finally knows everything that's happened to her. Like, if the show has glossed over a lot of that and she obviously didn't remember that any of it had happened but now she knows she has all the information so whatever happens to her going forward like she knows what's going on she's not completely out of the loop and that is a relief it is very true i'm happy for that i mean obviously it's not great circumstances but it's not all bad yeah she deserves to know Mm mm-hmm So now we check back in with Contour. So he is walking through the parking lot, 
presumably towards the end of the carnival, and he just straight up walks into Tyler. Mm-hmm. And Tyler was like, hey, bro, like, what the hell? Did you just walk into me? And what a bump jerk. Yeah, you a bump jerk. <laughs> and Contour is like, so what if I did, man? You want to come at me? Or something similarly aggressive and bro They say the fist fight preambles to each other. Yes. And then they start fist fighting. And, you know, you can see Tyler slowly getting more into it. But before, like, any real time has passed, Mason just, like, suddenly pops out of nowhere. And, like, were you just, like, following him? Yeah. But he starts doing all these crazy, like, gymnastics and pulls them (laughs) apart and, like, does flips over cars or something. And then he just backhands Connor. Like, he doesn't punch him. He just slaps him really hard. Yeah. And he crumples to the ground. Mm -hmm. And Tyler's like, your eyes... And he's like, let's go. And he drags him away. And then poor whatever his name is, is like sitting on the parking lot floor, whatever you call it, the pavement, (laughs) the parking lot floor. And Stefan comes over and he's like, I don't know why I did that. Like, I don't get it. And Stefan just says, you were at the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm like, no, you were compelled by my evil murderous brother who I keep on, like, underplaying. Like, earlier when he was talking to Jeremy, he says something like, Dame is a little off kilter right now. <laughs> like, he literally murdered him yeah, yesterday. Like, oh my god. Stefan, stop pretending like this shit isn't happening. I mean, like, I feel feel like in the past, Stefan has gone too hard at Damon for certain things. But now he's just a Damon apologist. And that's worse. It is worse because he's like, oh, when he said that, like when we were watching the episode, I was just like, fuck you, Stefan. Mm-hmm. So frustrating. Yeah. But watching that fight, if I was Stefan or Damon, my conclusion about the Lockwood family secret would be that they're all Spider-Men. <laughs> so we'll find out, I guess. We will. So in the meantime, we check back in on the inside of the carnival and Caroline has met up with her BF, Matt. So Matt is like happy to see her. He gives her a hug. She kind of nuzzles against him and he's like, hey, I'm doing the goldfish toss. Do you want to take a turn? So she grabs the ring and she like throws it on the glass bottles and she just like fucking shatters the top of like eight of them with her vampire strength. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, they must have already been broken. And then they're hugging, and she starts, like, sensing the beating of his heart and starts getting a little bit of a boner face. And so she freaks out and runs away. Yeah. Because she wants his blood. Uh, So then Damon finds Elena in the crowd and is like, you need to come with me, Elena. And she's like, I would never go anywhere with you. But then he, like, gives her a significant look and is like, you need to come with me, Elena. And then she's just like, okay. Yeah, like, there was not a lot of fight. I was like, what the hell? Like, get a little bit of information. But he drags her and Stefan aside to tell them about Caroline being a vampire and how it was Catherine who did it. And in this scene, Damon refers to uh, Catherine as a manipulative, nasty little slut. And I was like, fuck you, Damon. I know. Yeah, I didn't like that phrase. Also, nobody should call anybody a slut, but Damon is a way bigger slut than Catherine. (laughs) Yeah, very true. (laughs) Anyway, so Damon is all like, well, we have to kill her immediately because, you know, she knows everything now and she's going to go out of control and crazy, a la Vicky Donovan, RIP, and we got to just take care of this now. 
But Elena's like, fuck no, you're not going to kill my friend. Yeah, she says that killing Caroline is not an option. Yeah. And Stefan is sort of like weakly like, oh yes, we won't kill her because Elena said so. Yeah, but you can tell that he like isn't into it really. Like he doesn't disagree that killing her is the best option. Yeah. He also just doesn't care about Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> as a person. Because she's true. not Elena. Yeah, he doesn't care about anyone except for Elena. And maybe Damon. Yeah, and but because Elena cares about it, he cares about it by extension. Yeah. Ugh, Which so I guess gross. is good boyfriending. But... I guess, but like it's so weird because it just brings me back to that scene where like Bonnie is first discovering her powers. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I feel something. And he's like, is it Elena? Yeah. Like he just has no dis- uh, he has no regard for anything else. Yeah. Like he only wants to be involved with other people as much as it relates to her. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of separate to go and find Caroline, and she is wandering around the carnival, like, I guess, in sort of an alley near the carnival with, like, the Ferris wheel and everything in the background. And our good friend Contour is sitting on some kind of, like, flatbed or something, and he has a nosebleed from the fist fight, and Caroline smells it, and she starts crying, but she's, like, drawn to him, and he's like, hey, are you okay? I'm like, oh, you're too good for this world. Run, Carney, run. (laughs) And she's just like, I'm so sorry. And then she just bites him and bites him and bites him and kills him. And drains all his blood. And it's horrible. It was horrible. And she's like, obviously very upset the whole time it's happening. And (laughs) this, I think, is followed directly by, of course, Matt talking to probably Bonnie, I think about how he knows that Caroline is mad at him about something, but he doesn't know what. I'm like, there are any number of things that Caroline should be mad at you about, like, at any given moment in your entire relationship. So just pick one. But it's, like, the one time it's not about him. No, I know. And, like, the way that he, like, preambles it to Bonnie, he's like, you know, like, I know she's mad at me for something, but I've, like, come to deal with the fact that she's cool one minute and crazy the next, and I'm used to the insecurities, and I love her, like, despite it. And I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Seriously. Ugh. Um, I think we have just, like, a quick moment with Tyler and Mason here where Tyler's like, what the fuck was that in the parking lot? Like, what <laughs> yeah. were those moves? <laughs> And Mason is like, oh, it's just Brazilian martial arts. I was like, I I know a little bit about jiu-jitsu. That was definitely not jiu-jitsu. That was not even capoeira. Like, No, I was Mason. just like LOLing that he was like, thought he could explain <laughs> that with Brazilian martial arts. Yeah. And then Tyler's like, oh, but your eye was all glowing. Yeah. He's like, it was a reflection of a headlight probably. And... They start kind of yelling at each other, and Mason's like, the only thing that's going on with me right now is I'm mad I have to deal with your delinquent ass. And I was like, burn. Claire, I have a hot take that just came to me. Oh, shit. So, you know that I'm a cat lady. Mm-hmm. And if you shine a light in a cat's eye, like, their eye, like, holds on to it for yeah. a while, and, like, then they walk around with weird laser eyes. Mm-hmm. What if instead of werewolves, Tyler and Mason are, like, bobcats? Where cats? Where cat people? Yes, I like it. It could be. Right. I wish I was a wear cat. Me too. <laughs> I'm on my way, but I'm not quite there yet. You just need one of them to bite you at the right time of the month or something. Exactly. Like I already have four cats. Two are fosters. Don't judge me, people. <laughs> and there's another one living on the first floor of your building. Exactly. 
One day I saw nine cats in one day, and it was the best day. Whoa. I saw the four in my apartment, I saw one on the street, and I saw three at our friend Glenn and Lindsay's. Oh, they have cute cats. They do. All right, so then we go back to the carnival. Damon's wandering around, and he sees, like, a tent stake, like, driven into the ground, like, holding something, and he just grabs it, and, like... What was that attached to? Like, did a whole tent just, like, collapse as he walked away? It was attached to nothing, apparently, because nothing happened. There should have been, like, a cotton candy disaster or something, <laughs> but I guess it wasn't load-bearing. Oh, my God. That's my new band name, Cotton Candy Disaster. <laughs> I love it. So he finds Caroline first, and he goes up to her, and I, this whole time my skin was crawling, I was like, do not fucking touch her. Like, stay away. Because she remembers everything he did, but she's so upset like, her face is covered in blood, and she's like, what's happening to me? I don't understand. And he's all like, oh, it's okay. And he's, like, stroking her face, and I'm like, ugh, get away from her. I know, and he's like, I can help you fix it, don't worry. And she's just kind of like, you can? And he's like, yeah, I'll help you, but I have to kill you. Ugh, and it's just so creepy. Mm-hmm. And also, this scene really bothered me because... I don't know if it's just because she was a new vampire, but there was, like, blood all over her. Yeah. And when It was, Damon's, like, up be- between her eyes. Yeah, like, it was all over her face. And I feel like when Damon or Stefan or even the tomb vampires have fed, it's, like, in a more tame manner. Yeah. So do you think if it's because she's a new vampire or because she's a woman vampire? I think it's because she's new. Like, she doesn't understand even, like, what being a vampire is. She just, like, wants blood more than anything. And nobody's even, like, had the Vicky Donovan conversation with her. Like, this is what you can do to control it. Or, like, this is what you are. Yeah. Like, she's probably heard of vampires, but, like, she doesn't know shit. She just knows that she wants blood. And, like, everything is heightened for her right now. Yeah. She looks, like, in bad shape, for sure. Yeah. It's sad. But she didn't get any in her hair. I was happy about that. I know. (laughs) You know what I was thinking all throughout these scenes was, like, somebody give the girl a fucking hair elastic. Yeah. You know how horrible it feels to have your face dangling, or your hair dangling in your face when you're, like, not feeling well, or you have, like, something on your face? Even Mm -hmm. I can't eat with my hair down. I always have to pull it back. Yeah. But I guess that's TV for you. Yeah. But Damon's like, yeah, I gotta kill you. It's the only way. And she's, like, weeping and begging him not to. She says she doesn't want to die. He, she just wants him to help her. And he, like, hugs her. But then he's about to stake her from behind. But luckily, that's when Stefan and Alina find her. And Stefan, like, squats the stake out of his hand. Thank yeah. God. Good timing. And they, they squabble a little bit. And Damon's being, like, such a brat in this scene. He's, like... You all know there's only one way this is going to end. Like, she's marked for death. We should just do it now. Like, whatever happens, it's on you guys. Yeah, that was intense. Because he's, like, staring at Elena in the face when he says it. He's like, whatever happens, it's on you. Yeah, because, like, as they were trying to leave, Damon tried one last time to zoom up and stake Caroline. And Elena, God bless her, like, blocked Caroline with her body. Yeah. And I was like, okay. You were a good friend in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like, Elena's a little bit careless with her own personal safety, but I thought that was sweet that she was, like, ready to sacrifice herself. I did, too. So at some point, I think Bonnie 
comes upon the gang while this is happening. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, she like stumbles in and sees Caroline's face and she's just like, no! Oh yeah, because she's all covered in the blood. Mm-hmm. Like Darth Vader emerging as Darth Vader for the first time and finding out <laughs> Natalie Portman is dead. Oh. So Bonnie is super sad. Yeah, she's really freaked out and is not very polite to Caroline because she has her issues with vampires. And I was kind of like, fuck you, Bonnie, in this moment. Like, Caroline's freaked out and super upset. And this is, like, your best friend. And, I, like, she has turned to having Caroline as her best friend because she's mad at Elena about vampires. But yeah, now it's like Caroline is a vampire and she's just, like, disgusted by it. And poor Caroline, like... Stefan drags her into the bathroom to clean her up and she's like, Bonnie hates me. Like, she's so grossed out. And I was like, oh, I want to give you a hug. I know. It was a bummer. Because Bonnie did her thing where she, like, touched Caroline's arm and, like, that's how she knew, right? Yeah, she, like, felt the death. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I felt so bad for her. Me too. So, like, Stefan takes Caroline into the bathroom and he starts trying to clean off her face, but he's just fucking horrible at cleaning. Like, yeah, he keeps going over the same spot. I'm like, that part's clean. There's a whole huge blotch over here. Yeah, and he's like dabbing at it instead of wiping. Ugh, yeah. I just felt like this was another sign of the patriarch thing <laughs> about how men don't know how to clean. Yeah. But not all men. <laughs> Sorry. I know some men can clean, but this was an example of. Literally, he didn't know how to clean someone's face. It was fucking annoying as hell. Yeah. Did I just say not all men? You did. I'm sorry. I take it back. Can you edit that out? No way. Uh, we all have our moments. We do. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he's cleaner, cleaning her up, and she's like, Damon's right. I'm just, I can't handle this. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And Stefan gets really intense and is like, I promise I'm not going to let anything happen to you. Like, I'm going to help you through this. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me so much of Vicky. Yeah. Like, he promised her too. And I just remember the first time watching this being like, she's doomed. And so in this scene, it's like, he obviously wants to help. And he seems really sincere and, like, passionate about it. But you also can't help but think, like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, is Damon going to just try to keep trying to kill her? Is Catherine going to just, like, decide she's served her purpose? Like, what's going to happen to her? I know. I felt the same way that it was a callback to Vicky, for sure. And Stefan can't make everything okay. Like, that's what it is. So he, like, taught her a trick because she was started getting a face boner again. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you can control it. Like, this is what we have to do. Like, whenever it becomes too much, you just step back and you take it few deep breaths no matter how hard it is you don't let it gain control of you you and she's able to do it yeah yeah so he's started imparting his fun factoids and we'll see how well it goes uh outside bonnie is freaking the fuck out and she just spontaneously decides to give damon a headache and then she like turns on a nearby hose and we all know her trick of turning water into fire Mm-hmm. And Damon's like, what the fuck? I didn't even do this. This this one wasn't me. And Bonnie's just like, everything that's happened is your fault for some reason. And I'm like, Bonnie, you're the one who told him to give her the blood. So this one's kind of your fault. And oh. Like, it's as, as much Bonnie's fault as it is anybody else's besides Catherine. Yeah, that's a really good point. But she's so mad. She, tur- she sets Damon on fire. And Elena surprisingly is like, no, you'll kill him. 
He's like, Elena, I thought you hated Damon, and he wants to kill your good friend. And your brother. Yeah. But she's like, no, you can't. And she, like, shakes Bonnie, and she's like, we're not like this. We can't be like this. So I guess, like, she doesn't want Bonnie to kill somebody because that'll be bad for her, and Bonnie kind of seems to realize that, too. Yeah. They leave Damon. Still, like, his pants are slightly on fire, but he'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) And they uh, leave him to lie there and deflame himself. Yeah, that was very intense couple of minutes between the bathroom scene and like the Damon fire scene. Yeah. And I'm like, this is all literally like right next to the carnival and nobody has noticed like somebody viciously murdering a man and then somebody setting another person on fire. Right? Oh my like, God. what the hell? Are there no chaperones at this thing? No wonder like everybody gets murdered in this town. Nobody is paying attention. Where's Alaric? He would have yeah. picked up on this. Yeah, it's weird. Alaric hasn't been in this season at all yet. But he will be back. Okay, good. He better. I love him, I think. (laughs) So Elena, like, has to step back and, like, she sees David and she does, like, a quick recap for us, which I kind of appreciated. She Mm -hmm. was like, listen, Stefan, my best friend is a witch. My boyfriend is a vampire. There's a lot going on. I'm fine for now, but I'm just going to have to step away and call you tomorrow. And I'm like, you do your girl. You do you, girl. Like, you need some time to process everything that just happened. I think you said Damon. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it was Stefan. They were at the lockers. They again. were. It was Stefan. I meant Stefan. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a half a bottle of wine. I'm jealous. Um, I knew I did it. I thought that I didn't, but I can't take it back. <laughs> I'm sorry to the people. I hope you never stop doing that. No, I'm. My biggest fear is that people think that I'm like doing it on purpose to be funny. <laughs> hey, I did it that one time. It happens to all of us. It does because they're the fucking same. <laughs> you think that one is good and one is bad, but they're the same. Yeah. Uh, so I think then we go back to the Lockwoods. And, uh, like, Carol Lockwood is talking to Mason, and she's like, I think it's really good for Tyler to have you here. Like, thank you so much. And, uh, oh, I'll look out for that stone you were looking for. So he has asked her about the moonstone. And then Tyler comes in, and they, like, have a little conversation, like, sorry about before. Are we cool? Yeah, we're cool. But Tyler is still very suspicious about Mason, and he knows he wants the Moonstone. And surprise, he knows where it is, because apparently Mayor Lockwood had like important documents hidden under the floorboards, like he's Lane Kim or something. And he roots out the Moonstone. It looks like, you know, it looks like a fake rock that you buy in like a beach town souvenir sh- stop, uh, store. Yeah, and you know. Spoiler alert, the Moonstone is, like, the very important crystal of this season. Uh, it always Why just don't makes they me call think... it the very important Moonstone? <laughs> Maybe they will soon. But it just makes me think of this book called The Moonstone that I had to read in college. It's, like, a mystery involving, like, a party at an estate where a valuable gem goes missing. Somebody's on opium. Whoa. Like, they're secret cousins. Anyway, I just always think of that book when they talk about the Moonstone. What's a secret cousin? I, like, there are two people who were secretly cousins, and they were, like, going to get married, but now they're not. I don't oh, know. yeah, that is a secret cousin for sure. Yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this. It's just the Moonstone always makes me think of it. Moonstone made me think of a vocabulary word I had in the third grade, talisman. Ooh, I like it. 
And then I started thinking while we were watching the episode how weird vocabulary words are, but that they yeah. stick with you. They do. They really do. Yeah. And the, the main thing that really stuck out to me in this scene is that there's a fireplace in this office, and the grate looked like an all gold NBC Peacock like logo. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh man, I'm bummed. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, apparently they're very loyal to a network and not the one that this show is on <laughs> in the Lockwood family. I feel like there must be some sort of, like, prop room where networks like the CW can, like, go get things from, like, big networks. Yeah. So maybe they got it from, like, Jack Donaghy's office or something. <laughs> Probably. Oh, I just finished rewatching all of 30 Rock. Nice. It was interesting. Um... So next, we have just like a parade of fucking dumbass assholes in the next couple scenes. Yeah, for sure. First is back at the Salvatore boarding house, I think. Yeah, and we start off with Damon going to help himself to a fine whiskey. And Jeremy's just sitting in the background in his fucking black hoodie with his hood up Mm -hmm. like a fool. Like, I'm so bad and sneaky. Yeah, so Damon's like, Jeremy, what are you doing here? And Jeremy was like, well, I was about to stake you with this. And then just drops this, like, half-assed, whittled wood stake on the floor. He was like, also, I spiked your whiskey with vervain. Yeah, so you better not drink it, bro. And he, like, starts going on this tirade about how my father hated vampires, my uncle hated vampires, and... I thought that I need to stand for something and maybe I hate vampires too, but if I kill you, like, what difference will that make? Like, what will it make me? Yeah. And Damon is kind of like, listen, I'm not really good at this big brother bullshit and Jeremy is kind of like, you're a dick, and tries to leave. Um, but excuse me, you're the dick, because you just showed up here and tried to kill him. I know that he tried to kill you first, but you're you also a dick. Yeah. Um, so Damon kind of opens up a little bit, and he's like, listen, I know how you feel. My father hated vampires, too, for the same reason, but at least in 1864, people knew how to whittle. <laughs> <laughs> and I really enjoyed that yeah. jab. And this whole scene seemed kind of pointless because it's like, okay, Jeremy decided to kill him and then changed his mind and they had this pointless conversation. I guess it means that they're like okay with each other now or like there's a truce. But it seems like probably if I was Jeremy, I would not let it go so easily. Yeah, it's like he saw Damon for like 0.1 second and he's like, welp, I can't do it. But yeah, it didn't really further the plot at all, but I think that it did establish some sort of closure to their aggression. Yeah. So then we go to Caroline's. Apparently she has been invited into her house at some point. Oh, I didn't even think of that. We didn't get to see that fun scene, but she's lying in bed and suddenly fucking Matt like opens up her bedroom window and climbs in and... He says something like, I came to see if this basket case period had expired. Jesus. And I'm like, she literally just got out of the hospital after, like, nearly dying in a car accident. Like, even if she was acting crazy, like, you can't give her a break for, like, two seconds. Yeah, she just got out of the hospital today. Yeah. 
Like, seriously, dude. And I just started writing down, like, every single thing that he said in the scene because it was all terrible. Yeah, like, same here. I realized that I'm not in a position where I can lose someone else right now. And earlier today I wanted to throttle you. But I'm also pretty sure I'm in love with you. Yeah. I don't know if I'm just, like, misremembering, but, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, the fact that he wanted to throttle her, like, made him realize that she was, a, that he was in love with her. Yeah. It's, it's fuck horrible. you. It is horrible. Yeah. Fucking mad. Uh, so she is really moved by this because poor Caroline, she doesn't know any better. <laughs> Yeah. So they hug and kiss, and she starts getting a boner face, but then she breathes deeply a few times, and she wills it away. And Just like Steph and Totter. That made me a little bit emotional. as like, fuck you, Matt, but, like, Caroline, maybe you're going to be okay. Yeah. And she defeated her boner. She sure did. Bravo, Caroline. You're dealing with a vampire much better than... Or you're dealing with being a vampire much better than a lot of other people have in the past. Yeah, especially considering nobody was there, like, to explain things to you when it happened. Right? She just (laughs) dealt with it on her own. That is intense. And, like, I feel like Matt brings Caroline down so much more even than the other male characters in the show. And she's Mm -hmm. one... She's emerged as one of the strongest female characters in the show, for sure. Oh, yeah. If not the strongest female character Mm -hmm. that isn't an extreme villain. Yeah. (laughs) So then our last thing of the episode involves another man creepily breaking into his girlfriend's bedroom. (laughs) This time it's Stefan with Elena, and he, like, wakes her up, and he's like, hey, come with me. And he drags her back to the carnival, because guess what? They never had their kiss on the Ferris wheel. Oh, no. And he's like, we have to take these moments when we can, because, you know, Carol or Catherine... I keep on mixing up Caroline and Catherine now. This is terrible. That's going to be my thing. (laughs) Catherine is still out there. We don't know what she's planning. Blah, 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 blah. And then he said, and there's always the D word. And it, like, took me several moments to figure out what he was referring to. I was like, Demons? Dicks. Dicks. <laughs> I was at first. I was like, "Dicks." Are you like trying to get a hand job on this Ferris wheel? Like, <laughs> probably. But he meant Damon, of course. It just yeah. I blame the painkillers. I didn't get it right away. But <laughs> she's like, "How are we gonna get up there?" And then the stupidest fucking thing happens. Yeah. He's like, "You have to hold on tight." And then they just like launch into the air. And I'm like, I know that they can zoom, and that involves jumping really high. But he didn't even like push off off the ground they like just were like a little hovering couple yeah they flew pretty much they flew and that is not a thing like the vampires cannot fly they can zoom really fast yeah like even i know that vampires can't really fly like that also they hadn't established it in the show earlier like if they had like made a point of like showing it at least once before we would have thought that it was more credible but I don't think it ever happens again. It's just like this one really stupid looking scene. It was a stupid scene anyway. Agreed. Yeah, so they like romantically kiss, but then Elena's like, it's not going to get any easier from here, is it? And Stefan's kind of like, no, no, it's not. And <laughs> that's just the end of the episode. Yeah, so I think it's foreboding on the rest of season two for sure. Mm-hmm. Um,. But it was also super weird. It, like, was too aware of itself almost. Yeah, it was like, the episode should have ended with something else that happened in this episode. Like, that scene could have happened, like, during the carnival. 
Like, yeah. have it end emotionally on Caroline overcoming her face boner. That would have been fine. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, it, you're right. It, it, like, tried to provide too much closure, I think, to the episode, which the show hasn't done so far in any other episode. Yeah. It reminded me of the end of the fourth Harry Potter movie where, like, Voldemort has returned and, like, uh-huh. everybody's about to get on the train to go home. And I think... I forget who says it. Maybe Hermione is like, oh... It's about to get a lot worse, isn't it? Or something. Yeah. And they're like, yep. <laughs> it's like, that's the movie. Oh my god, I know. That's the perfect reference for that moment. Yeah. So, this was a very good episode. It was. I've been waiting for this. Caroline becoming a vampire is huge. And I remember being so shocked by it and, like, so upset. Like, oh god, we're going to have another Vicky Donovan situation. Like, what's going to happen? I was very shocked that I didn't put fucking two and two together <laughs> last episode and that it took me until, like, Mike and I were out for lunch earlier and I was even like, he's like, what do you think is going to happen next episode? And I was like, I just hope Caroline's okay. <laughs> Which I guess still works because she's yeah. technically still alive, but mm-hmm. I don't know why it took me so long to get that together. But she's stronger than Vicky. Yeah. So I'm not quite as worried about her impending doom as I was. Mm-hmm. And also she's an awesome character, so I don't think that they would boot her off so easily. Whereas Vicky was more like, no offense Vicky, R.I.P. girl, but she wasn't as integral to the storyline. Yeah, she was just like a tragic figure. Yeah. Yeah, so I, lo- I liked this episode a lot more than the season premiere. It really felt more like it was launching into something new. Um, the new dynamics between characters are coming out, like Damon's being a little shit again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonnie is now like stuck in a weird position where she's taken this hard line against vampires. So, like, what's she going to do with Caroline? She had better fucking be nice to Caroline. I don't remember what happens. <laughs> she better. Yeah, I'm excited. I liked it. I know, me too. That was, like, a really good episode. I'm just really looking forward to figuring out if Mason and Tyler are werecats or werewolves or whatever the fuck they are. Or Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, who do you want to punch? <sighs> I'm debating between two people. I wanted to punch Matt. Okay, then I want to punch Damon, because Matt was my other choice. All right, why do you want to punch Matt? Uh, I feel like Matt's been back burner for a while. Like, he's been being low-key douchey in minor scenes, but he was just, like, back in full force of being a completely unmitigated asshole. Mm -hmm. Like, ragging on Caroline so hard, both to her face and to her friends behind her back, when, like, she almost died. Yeah. I know. And it's basically like, you're a hysterical woman, like... What crazy nonsense are you talking? I can't understand you. Women are a mystery. Like, shut the fuck up and, like, maybe try to understand that your girlfriend's going through something and maybe it's not all about you. No, it's a traumatic event and he fails to recognize it. And, like, even if she didn't become a vampire, like, being in a life-threatening car crash would make her feel emotional. Get over it. Yeah. And, like, he immediately jumps to the fact that, like, it's all about him, right? When he's like, oh, when I saw you, I knew that I couldn't handle losing someone else. How about what she just went through? It's not about you. Yeah. Fuck off, Matt. Fuck off. So I'm happy that you said Matt because then I can say Damon. Mm -hmm. Um, What really bothered me in this episode was the way that he incorporated 
Connor slash Carter slash contour mm-hmm. into the situation. His complete disregard for someone else's life is very disturbing. And, and that's what we saw him earlier in last season, too. Like, he kind of took a break for a while and maybe seemed a little bit reformed. Mm-hmm. But this just, again, highlighted his total disregard for human life. Yeah. So, and it's his fault, by extension, that Carter got killed. Exactly. Because he was only found by Caroline because he was, like, they left him bleeding in the parking lot. And yeah. And like, tidy up that loose end. Exactly. So I kind of put that on Stefan, too, but... Yeah. It's mostly Damon's fault. Mostly Damon, but partially Stefan, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I would punch both of them. Like, a little minor Stefan, like, slap, maybe on the side. Like, Stefan was okay, like, with the Caroline stuff. Yeah, that was kind of heartwarming for me, um, those scenes, for sure, because, like, he did seem, like, very protective and also, like, worried. Mm -hmm. Um... But again, all of this is his fault. Yeah. If we go back to the beginning, it's his fault. Mm-hmm. And I think that just kind of goes into why are men. For sure. Uh, I mean, in terms of why are men, a lot of the themes of this episode, I think, were highlighted in your criticisms of Matt. Yeah. In that when women share their emotions they're often labeled as hysterical or over emotional or just as nonsensical when actually they're dealing with valid things Mm -hmm. yeah like when a man says a woman is acting crazy it means that she's not acting the way that he wants her to act in that moment yeah like she's doing something that is outside of like his desire to have her there for his pleasure so, yeah. like, Caroline is experiencing a lot of emotion. She's not necessarily, like, wanting to be around him. And he's just like, she's crazy. I know. It's bad. I was, like, reading something earlier this week that said that, in general, women are more in tune with their emotions. Um, and because men are not, that's why they la- end up labeling women as hysterical or... Mm-hmm as crazy because they can't like fathom having these emotions and I thought that that was like kind of an interesting way to perceive it but I I don't think it's true that all men aren't in touch with their emotions and I feel like there must be something more like contributing to the fact that all of them like result in like saying that women are hysterical or crazy and things like that well I I think like the genesis of that difference of like most men not being as in tune with their emotions goes back to like the patriarchy and gender roles because mm-hmm. men are socialized from like birth to not have feelings and to like be tough and that feelings are for girls or for wimps and mm-hmm. so it's just like the most natural thing in the world to like want to be perceived as a real man as not like a sissy and so you don't have your emotions and that's harmful to men too like for sure not it doesn't like end up keeping every man from being in tune with their emotions but it happens a lot and that's when they're like i can't understand these crazy women yeah so it hurts everybody even men themselves imagine that yeah men were pretty terrible in this episode like damon calling Catherine a slut damon doing damon things Jeremy trying to be all macho and like, I could kill these vampires if I wanted. Yeah, that like false sense of like 
being able to do whatever you want and be successful in it. Yeah. And then, like, the Lockwood boys being, like, sports competitive with each other, even though it's, like, totally not an even playing field. It's an adult and a child. Yes. I was so glad that you highlighted that because um, I feel like that is such, like, a male thing. It's, like, normally I feel like when there's a point at which, like, I guess a boy, quote-unquote, becomes a man, at which point, like... At his bar mitzvah. (laughs) At his bar mitzvah. When he stops being, like, a being that you take care of Mm -hmm. and starts being a threat. Oh. You know? It's, like... Yeah. That's kind of the vibe that I got from, like, Mason being so competitive with Tyler. Like, even if they weren't supernatural beings, he probably would have beat him, like you said, because he's a grown-ass man and Tyler is a child. He's a 16-year-old kid. It's like, oh, I was better at running than you. Oh, I beat you at arm wrestling. Like, girl, get a life. Like, do you have a job? He doesn't. He's a fucking <laughs> laid-back surfer dude. Must be fucking nice. Yeah. Alright, enough of men. Who should have done it? I've been having so much trouble with these lately because I just hate everyone. I think that Bonnie and Contour should have done it. It would be nice for her to get some. He was cute, and he if they had cute. been off doing it, he wouldn't have gotten roped into these schemes and ultimately murdered. I approve of that. That is a really good one. Um... I don't want anyone else to do it. I hate all of these people. Uh, who else has he been in this episode? We have all of our normal players. Maybe the just outlier like, is the nurse. Make it like a soap opera. That It would be funny if like Mason and Carol Lockwood hooked up. Yeah, okay, that would be a good one. Because I keep thinking of like our major like couples and things like that. Or yeah. like alternates to those. But... Like, Matt sucks. He doesn't deserve to do with Caroline. Yeah. Or Caroline. Stefan also sucks. Elena sucks. I don't want them to be together, so I don't want them to do it. They kind of deserve each other. They do, but, like, I don't want... I don't know. I, like, am having trouble, like, seeing attraction between a lot of the couples that are in this show at this point. Yeah. I mean, they all have a lot going on. Yeah. And I definitely don't want Matt and Caroline to do it. Yeah. Or Damon and Caroline. Oh, God, no. Or anyone in Caroline, for that matter, She's at this point. She's good for all of them. She is. She's, like, emerging as my new favorite. Like, Bonnie used to be my favorite, but she's, she's falling right in the now. ranks. I think if I had to pick my favorite character in the show right now, it would be Caroline. If that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of doing it potential. Maybe, like, the nurse and her allegedly kinky husband. Oh, that should have been mine. I was thinking about that. <laughs> But we don't know if he's actually kinky. No, but what if she goes home with, like, a gaping neck wound? And she's like, it's because you're kinky. Yeah. Like, how does exactly. this play out? Yeah. She, like, does she even has a, have a husband? But she goes home. Oh, honey, what happened to your neck? My husband is into kinky sex. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how it would be. Oh, oh sorry, mean nurse. You were mean. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for being mean to patients. Yep. Oh my goodness. This was a great episode. I felt like yeah. we watched it in five minutes. It was so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe that Caroline is a vampire. I'm kind of sad, but I'm also kind of excited for what it does for kind of moving the show forward. Yeah. It's always good when another character also just like learns the truth about everything. Yeah. It makes it less like a secret between us as the viewer and like Elena and Mora's like the reality yeah. of the show. And it's like who doesn't know still? It's like Matt and Tyler. And that's like it of the main cast. You're right. 
And yeah, that is it of the main cast. Like a lot of the secondary characters don't know, like Jenna, uh, Carol Lockwood. Carol Lockwood knows. Oh, she doesn't. I mean, know. well, she doesn't know about the Salvatores, but she knows about. She knows the that they exist, but not who they yeah. are. Okay, so there's different levels of knowing. Yeah, and Sheriff Forbes doesn't know. Oh, oh man, that's gonna come up. Yeah, they mentioned it briefly. Like her mom is legit a vampire hunter. Like, what do we expect? Yeah, like how do you hide being a vampire from your mother? I'm very worried about that. Oh no, I'm worried about that. <laughs> it's like, sorry, I can't go to school today because I'm allergic to the sun. All of a sudden. <sighs> Is there, like, a gaudy-ass ring factory where they can get one for Caroline? I don't know. They'll have to dig around in uh, the storage room of Stefan's Etsy shop. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got jewelry for days. They'll wrestle something up for her. All right. So, next week, I think the episode title is Bad Moon Rising. <gasps> the Werecats <laughs> Come Alive! So, we'll look very much forward to covering that one. Um, in the meantime, if you want to find us on t- social media, you can mystic follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries, uh, Facebook at either the VD Diaries or the Vampire Diaries Diaries. Just search us. You can find us on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore Diaries underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us on SoundCloud. Yes. Uh, you can subscribe on SoundCloud. You can also subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, and we always love to hear from you guys on there. Let us know if we're doing a good job or if you have any tips or questions. If you think that we're being too hard on a character, you're probably wrong, but we, you know, we'll listen to your opinions. Yes, we always love feedback, whether it's positive <laughs> or negative. Yes. So for this week, if you accidentally become a vampire, try to handle it as well as Caroline, because she did her best. She rocked it. She only murdered one person, which sucks, but could be worse. And if your husband is kinky, please enjoy that. (laughs) We're rooting for you. Mozzarella.